Puff. Puff. Pass. No fair. Bastard. I will enjoy my blueberry basil hard seltzer from the Blacklist Brewing Company here in, uh, in Duluth, Minnesota. That sounds it's good. It's actually quite tasty. Like, it's delectable and it's got a really nice color to it, too. But let's see. Maybe I can show you. Yeah, look at that nice red, reddish purple. Mm, that looks so delicious. I would, I would, you know what? I'm going to say something. I would have that. You'd have that? I'd have that. Well, that was a big build up to nothing. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, it was like, ah, oh, he's just <laughs> confirming. Okay, confirming suspicions. Great. Well, I'd fuck, good to know. I'd fuck that drink. Yeah. And now I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about redheads. All right, listeners. <laughs> I've destroyed your drink for you. <laughs> We're one minute, 20 seconds in, and Graham's already ruined the show. <laughs> feel free to leave now, but for those who stick around, welcome to this week's episode of Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. I am regretting every life decision I've ever made up to this point, but I'm also your Drunk Thoughts, also named Corey. And I am your high opinions, and I am actually happy for with all my decisions right now. <laughs> and that's why we do this show, because we're always opposed <laughs> in something. <laughs> you ruined my drink. Well. I'm going to have to make something stronger now, goddammit. Yeah, you are. Pussy. <sighs> you, you, you just, you don't get drunk enough on this show. And that's a real critique that I have heard. From, that was like six listeners. months ago from Megan and Jorge. Have we been doing the podcast for that long? I don't know. I thought you were keeping track. If we have, that's horrifying. Uh, it's well, it's probably been 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 a hot minute. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, it has been a while, and we're actually coming to the close of 2022. Yeah. That's the year, right? 22? Is that what year? I don't know. I'm fucking old. If it is, together. I hate that it's the end of 2022 because that means that we're only a few months away from it being three years since COVID-19 started. Oh my God. Right? Are you fucking serious? That was three years ago? Yep. What's coming up yeah. on three years? Yeah. Like March-ish of 2020. Fucking A. Yeah. That was so creepy. I remember when that shit like went down. I think we talked about it on the show here in one of our earlier episodes. But I just remember we were at your apartment. It was St. Patrick's Day. So we got a little green. As one does. Mm -hmm. And then I remember walking home. And my apartment was like a, just over a mile. Or about you know two kilometers for you Canadian folk. From Graham's place in Vancouver. And Granville Street was just closed. There was nothing going on for St. Patrick's Day. And Granville is usually like a bourbon street type at night in Vancouver. Like they block it off. People wander around, parties, sounds, bars, going on. And it was just deathly quiet. It's like a fucking zombie apocalypse. That's when I knew COVID was some serious shit. Yeah. 
That was some well, not fun stuff. I agree. And I can't but, believe it's been three years almost. Yeah, Jesus. That's what hurts. <clears throat> that that does hurt. I was 21 when COVID hit. I've just turned 24. I'm still in my 30s. Hooray. Had I just turned 30 at that point? No. So I this is a 30. sad this is a sad introduction to Jonathan's and I opinion. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's rewind a little bit. Uh, you know, we're not we're coming up out, on the but... we're coming up at the end of 2022 and you know what happens at the end of 2022? People start to think about what was the best thing that happened this year? What was what was I the got best a girlfriend. movie? Hell yeah, 2022 was awesome for you. Yeah, that's a good thing. People start to think about, like, what was the best movie this year? What was the best TV show, you know? Uh, and weirdly, this is the weird thing, is that uh, uh, why are the Oscars and the Emmys, like, it's like school years in, in, in the United States where they're, where they're, you know, starting in September and going until, you know, June. It's like that it's crossing over a year instead of just all being contained within one year. I don't understand why the Oscars and the Emmys do that, but the game, the game of the year awards typically stay within a year. They stay within the calendar. I think there's year. like a little bit of overlap. Like December of the previous year can count. Hmm. I think that's like because the cutoff. So like if a, if a game came out in December 2021, it could still be considered game of the year for 2022. Okay. I well, think. Don't. It could because because be. uh, the event happens on December eighth. So like, what if you had a game drop on like Christmas? You know, that's fair. So that okay, that is true because um uh what is it uh Vampire Survivors, which uh we'll talk oh, about Christ. a little bit later. Um, Vampire Survivors uh, came out I think around December twenty fifth of last year and is a contender for this year's Game of the Year awards. We'll get back to it. Um, so Corey, what are some games that you think are like definitively on the list for potential game of the year awards? I mean, I'm looking at the list right now, so I'm kind of no, no, no. I'm not worried about the list. I'm, uh, I'm worried about what games. <laughs> my opinion's you. a little skewed, is what, what? I'm saying. But okay, that's fair. personally, yeah. So, but uh, for game games of the year for me, uh, you know, obviously two episodes ago we started talking about God of War, Ragnarok, and some predictions, and I'm like a quarter of the way through that game and. Yeah, that's a top contender right there. God of War Ragnarok is just... I mean, it just builds on everything that the 2018 reboot did. You know, the combat much more fluid. The the the, the conversation and the writing is just much more uh, alive and fluid. And they're, they're diving deep into, like, the emotions and the dynamics and the interactions with these characters and how they all play with each other. The cinematography, once again, we got that one take. It's just uh, so fucking good. So good. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's currently my top runner. What about, uh, what about you, Graham? I think you know what I'm going to say. I know. And I think the listeners know, but it wouldn't be very much of a conversation if I just so, didn't allow you to speak. I really, I really, really like God of War Ragnarok. It's a good game. I think the best game this year. <laughs> Here we go. Was, uh, from the great Miyazaki-san, Elden Ring. Here I was going to expect to be like, it was Skyrim for the eighth time from the fifth time. The eighth time, yeah. <laughs> I could have gone down that road. I was it waiting is, for a it twist. Is, it is Elden Ring. 
uh, I'm not going to go for a twist here. I'm just going to be honest. It's Elden Ring. Elden Ring is, uh, for what it's set out to be, a practically perfect game in every way. Uh, it is not trying to be Skyrim. It is not trying to be God of War in its storytelling. It is trying to be a Soulsborne-style game. It is a Miyazaki game. It is his vision of what... It is his vision of Zelda, in a sense. Like, those those mechanics, those mechanics for kids, he envisions differently for adults. He has his own vision of how the world works. One where society is broken and, like, riddled with monsters and 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 people that are are you know broken by the world itself and so for what i think for what miyazaki has done since 2009 for what he has set out in his own personal quest in game design and game development i think that this was in his for for what his vision is a perfect game the culmination of all the predecessors and the souls born and Sekiro's and all that exactly yeah so um yes god of war ragnarok is more god of war 2018 love it give it give it to me but elden ring was spectacular hey man elden ring does have a jump button god of war doesn't a really good point just throwing that out there it's a really good point <laughs> elden ring has a jump button there's now a jump button god of war does not hashtag game changer <laughs> <laughs> but Elder, they do yeah, for but god sure. of war does give you the 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 fire blade so you can like like sling onto something blades of chaos so you can like fucking like sling onto something and then so that's kind of a jump yeah i mean and you can run up to a ledge and plus circle and he jumps it's like a catch-all but it's just there's no dedicated jump button there's no dedicated jump but it's it's just like how there was no dedicated jump in all the previous soulsborne games but people found a way people found a way to all right jeff goldblum (laughs) jesus so yeah, Elden Ring is my choice. I think it's perfect. Uh, there's a few other games that I think uh, are like just are just as deserving of the award. But my personal preference goes to Elden Ring. If you are one of the people who say Stray, we're canceling this podcast. I haven't played all the way through Stray, but I did oh, like damn it. it. I did enjoy it a lot. It was, uh, I mean, it was a puzzle game. You're, it's a puzzle game when you're playing as a cat. I mean, what's what more is there to love? Um, and the world was interesting, and uh, yeah, kitty. So I liked Stray. Ooh. I don't think I don't think it deserves Game of the Year. Just like I don't think that Demon Souls in 2009 deserved Game of the Year. Um, did it get Game of the Year in 2009? I don't think it did. I'm just saying, like, in the same way that I don't think that that game deserves uh, ga- oh. deserved Game... Like, I don't think that this game yeah. deserves... Ga- there, this, okay. was a, this was a proof of concept for future games. This is, like, trying mechanics in short form. This was an eight-hour game. Uh, uh, so what I think... 
the best thing that's going to come out of Stray is the future games. I, I think Stray was amazing, yeah. but I think that uh, it's going to spawn a whole new generation of, of uh, uh, 3D uh, cat mechanic games. Or, hmm. I hope not. I mean... I don't want to play the it, cat. Br- that's fine. You don't have to play them. It's <laughs> literally... It. It's don't literally, make me play as a cat. You don't have to play these games. They're not for you. Allergic to cats, Graham. I can't do it. So then don't... Okay, I feel like you're not listening to me. <laughs> Finally, you picked up on that. Oh my god. Six months into a podcast, he figures it out. Alright, uh, next game. Let's. I got the list right here. We'll just kind of work our way down. Another top contender is one of my favorite games of the year. Horizon Forbidden West. Hmm, I have not played it yet. I liked Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn was great. Forbidden West builds on it just like God of War does. It's it's a good true blue sequel in the sense they're like, okay, we're gonna take what you didn't like in the first one and tune it up a little bit, and uh, make it better, give you more options. You know, they gave Aloy like the glide wing, so she can glide off mountaintops now. You know, something that Legend of Zelda's been doing for five years. Yeah, it's pretty funny watching people online play for uh, go back to Zero Dawn and forget that they don't have that. And mm-hmm. they just jump off like high ledges and die. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, great. <laughs> Forbidden West, yeah, just definitely it builds upon the first one. It gives you know it 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 did feel like they kind of cranked everything to the nines. Where like Aloy now is really stubborn and like you know like her where where she was like mostly stubborn now she's like super stubborn in the sense of like i'm gonna save the world and you can't stop me just really feisty Mm -hmm. i guess is another word for it Mm -hmm. not a bad thing it just it really you see these characters become a lot more uh defined you know they they figured out what worked for these characters and what personality traits are the best for them Mm -hmm. and they just cranked them up to 11 so silence is still a dick shocker Aloy is like she's stubborn but you know brave they brought in uh, a whole slew you know they brought in a bunch of the characters from the first one and they introduced a whole slew of other characters which is great the story takes some weird turns that logically makes sense but I kind of was like hmm Hmm. not where I thought that was gonna go but hmm okay I can get behind it um so definitely a top uh, a game of the year contender just like the, the the world is gorgeous you know it's all san francisco and that that you know that uh everything from like las vegas to san francisco and it just like you just find yourself stopping and just like looking around because it just looks amazing and the coastline is awesome the bridge you know the golden gate bridge is there um these these forts and these little like uh, nooks and crannies of everything the remnants of the city and just all the side stuff you can do in that game is really fun it's just it's just really engaging you know it's one of those as we said sandbox games where you're kind of just kind of giving free reign to whoever the hell you want and it's just it gives you just enough to where like you never feel like you're too far off the beaten path mm-hmm. but you just have that urge to look deeper yeah and just keep finding things yeah yeah Okay. Well, I am definitely uh, interested in, in playing. Uh, I think it's on sale right now. There's like a Black Friday sale, so. Well, I'll think about picking it up. I'm not, I don't feel like a, a, an urge to play it. Like, I, 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 I did when I immediately finished Zero Dawn, but 
in as like the months passed i was like oh i'm not as excited to play the sequel you know just like not in the heat of the moment um but the heat of the moment so i'm hoping that uh at some point uh it'll just like hit me like i really want to play this right now i'm sure that it'll come back to the forefront when we get the inevitable dlc that's going to be coming soon sure you know i'm sure it'll come back on people's minds and it'll become much more popular and you'll probably get that urge to like you know what maybe i should go back and revisit this or did you ever play through the frozen wilds the dlc for the first one i did not i unfortunately i like i i kind of i kind of took a break right after finishing the game because i had binged it for you know three days straight and then was like i need a i need a breather and then didn't go back because i had other games for air (laughs) i came back up for air and then didn't go back down because i had other games i had other games like i have so many games on my list my dude uh, my my library on my Switch is near as is over eighty games now. My Steam library is at one hundred and fifty games. Like I, I I'm a whore for sales. You heard it here first, folks. He's a whore. I'm a whore. Uh, <laughs> that's all I heard. I, I heard nothing after that. You just oh I'm a, try... I'm a whore for sales. No, I just heard whore. That's that's that's, that's, that's fair. The I'm a ended. whore. Yeah. <laughs> after that you just sound like a chili brown adult. I'm a whore <laughs> <laughs> and you have the trombone so it works <laughs> well uh, I guess I'll just talk about it right now because I haven't played any of the other games on the uh, game of the year you know selection list, list the nominations but, uh, I haven't played any of the other ones but um, I'll just go ahead and say it and this is a travesty it's not uh, on the list Sonic um, Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Let's talk about that hot piece of shit. Um, Actually, I've heard it's gotten moderately good reviews. Like, it's surprisingly got, good. Um, like, it's not a great game, but they were like, huh, this actually isn't bad. It's, yeah. I've heard otherwise, but I'll get in, we'll get into that later. Right. I want to talk, I briefly touched on it, but I want to talk a little bit about Vampire Survivors. You have... I have in the past, I, but I'm going yeah. to. Talk, I'm just going to. It's so good. Hold it on, is. let me scroll down to the the category it's in. It's like best new indie game or some shit. Best debut indie game. Fun. So uh, it's probably gonna win that. It is the best sell. It's the uh, most played game on the Steam Deck, um, which I can I can totally see why. That's the perfect device for it. Um, but. Uh, basically is the perfect game for people with uh short-term uh memory or adhd uh uh uh, people who want to be able to sit down and play a a match or a a short game that doesn't take up a lot of their time you know they don't want to go in and you know take up you know play for five hours they go and they want to play you know two or three rounds that will take Maybe between 30 minutes and an hour and a half. So it's know. for a Gen Z who's got the attention span of a squirrel. No. No. It's for, yes. it's for commuters and people who are who just, you know, want to have a, a quick, easy time. And it's so fun. I'm always it's down so for fun. a quick and easy time. There you go. So this game is for you. And, I'm not going to buy it. Uh, it I mean, it's literally five dollars or less. Um, Listen here, money bags. I gotta buy booze for the show. That's fair. <laughs> um, the shit don't come cheap, you know. 
so yeah the show is or sorry the game is really good it for the longest time was in its beta form it just uh, officially released on october 28th um uh it was put into its uh, 1.0 phase with lore written by james stephanie sterling um who was a huge fan of the game at release and talked about it a lot on podquisition and because of that was uh, reached out to by the developers and asked if they would like to write some lore and stephanie sterling the vata vati video of vampire uh, yeah so stephanie sterling is now the 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 uh uh vati video of but officially she's good officially and uh uh my favorite thing was when uh when she announced that it was happening uh she she put out a tweet saying um i'm i'm writing i'm writing uh uh, monster bios and uh, monster and character bios for for all the monsters and vampire hunters uh why are the um why are the milk monsters um in the kitchen i know why very very good way way over my head because there's just lots of weird enemies in it and and milk monsters or milk types are one of them (laughs) did the milk go sour (laughs) so they're in the kitchen sure christ um but if you read through them they're all very very funny and and uh and humorous uh uh, stephanie sterling's at their best when they're writing uh definitely which they've just gotten back into and very happy about that uh, but anyway, Vampire Survivors highly recommended to lots of, to everybody who likes you know kind of classic um, uh, uh, two bit style graphics, top down isometric, top down isometric, yeah, big a lot of death and killing and and just... if you like numbers, if you like numbers appearing on the screen a lot, yeah, that's what I what I love in my video games are just numbers everywhere. Yes, I do too. Christ, except I I do. Unironically. <laughs> so yeah. Man. Um let's see here. Holy shit, Bear McCurry did the music for God of War Ragnarok. That yeah, dude is blowing up. Yeah. He uh he scored the Lord of the Rings Rings of Power show. Like he's done like he's done other things I just can't remember with my drunken adult brain right now. But Bear McCreary, he's a name, like, he's going to be up there with, like, John Williams and Howard Shore here very shortly. Like, he is doing some good shit. Yeah, yeah, that's really... He was supposed to, I think he was supposed to work on a short film for Kevin Smith's buddy Mark Bernardin. But then called him up and was like, hey, I got to skip on your short film because I got this other gig. That turned out to be Lord of the Rings, so... Huh. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, and then nobody gives a shit about it. Let's see, what else we got on this list? Uh... I mean, we've seen a lot of repeat repeating titles: God of War, Elden God Ring, War. Horizon, Stray. Like those are probably the top four titles I'm seeing. I feel seeing. like Elden Ring and God of War are going to pretty much evenly split all of the big awards. I can definitely agree with you on that, Graham. I unless, think be... unless like the studios behind a Plague Tale Requiem or Stray, like decide to really put a lot of money in, into it but i don't think so um i don't i, I think i think it's, remember at the end of it's the, like I, right now i think it's like the presidential election you got the two people that are really competing and then you got the rest who are just kind well, of getting vying for third it's not about it's not it's not even about like uh uh like votes anymore it's about who pays the most you know you know how awards i mean there's a fair, a fair amount of political the, the, uh, the politics involved i'm sure yeah. but at the same time 
I mean, with a Plague Tale is done by who does that? Let's see. Uh, that's a Sorbo Studios Focus Entertainment third party. Yeah, you got to go up against Santa Monica Studios, which is a first party developing company for Sony. And then you also have From Software from Bandai Namco, one of the, like the incumbents yeah. of video game production. So like, I just I don't see them pumping the money in that you're referring to. Like, you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Yeah, um, no, that, no, that's totally <laughs> fair. That's what I that's what I meant. I was like, I I find it unlikely, but it is possible that they would splurge to really get that media attention. I don't think so. Yeah. But I definitely, so I definitely think that the the bigger companies, Sony and Bandai Namco, are gonna vie for um, actually winning yeah. the award. I think you can't compete with those two juggernauts right now. I but realistically, I got a for you. realistically, I have no idea who's gonna, which one is gonna win. Um, I just know it's one of those two games. Well, it's one of those two games is gonna win, and if it's not, that's what then, I'm saying. If it's not, then I'm gonna be fucking like actually surprised. It's one of those yeah. two. So here, I got a question for you. Let's uh, let's move on. Best performance. We have Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney from A Plague Tale, Christopher Judge who plays Kratos in God of War, Sonny Soljic who plays Atreus in God of War, or Manon Gage from Immortality, which I have no idea what that is. Um, so nobody on that list. I think that the um, uh, you tell me it's the vampire hunter. I'm gonna swear to God, I'm gonna I hurt think you. it's the actress playing Freya in God of War. Okay, uh, she. Uh, I'm forgetting her name. If you could pull it up, please. But uh, she, you vamp, I'll look it up. Uh, the actress playing Freya in uh, God of War is absolutely wonderful. She her performance is so moving in every single scene she go ahead danielle basuti danielle basuti she uh i originally knew her and i was so excited when i realized that it was the same person she is the uh uh, women's studies teacher that uh for chris pratt in parks and recreation is she really? She is that. She is that woman. And, and oh, one, that's right. I remember you saying who, that. The one who Ron Swanson uh, uh, says, if she wasn't so violently opposed to marriage, I would propose to her. <laughs> and she is the one playing Freya. And her, like, I thought that she was just like good at playing Stone Cold. She is one of the most emotionally driven actresses I've ever seen on the screen. Like, I would, I would maybe put her and. Um, uh, what is her name from I'm just I'm just blanking on her name from uh, Better Call You're... Saul oh yeah uh, uh, Kim Wexler I'd say Better... the, the, these are some of the two... Rhea Seahorn Rhea Seahorn thank you uh, uh, or Ray Ray Seahorn that's uh, right we discussed uh, that she th- these two performances uh, are some of the most moving uh, uh performances i've ever seen uh in well, that's all well and good yeah but the, so, but these are she's not nominated so I don't care about back that. to the question at hand <laughs> i don't care about that i'm um, giving you parameters graham stick to the parameters well because i haven't played forbidden west i can't say ashley birch i but i but really I think, like her. all right all right she's all right, a really right. good actress and i think that she always get like does a hundred percent graham okay okay graham but because i 
based on the games I have played, Sunny Soldier. So maybe let's let's take it back. Let's for your sakes, we'll we'll wind the clocks back. Let's compare Aloy to Kratos and Atreus in their original games. So based on your knowledge of the, because you've played Zero Dawn and you've played through the the first God of War. So how about you know Kratos, Christopher Judge? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She. Okay. I didn't. I didn't love her uh, uh, in the uh, first game, and that was not. I lo- I liked Ashley Birch's performance. I didn't like the writing for the character. The character. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah. So I think that's really the difference. Um, uh, I'd she, agree with you there. Ashley Birch is a fine actress. She's wonderful. I need to watch uh, Mythic Quest. Yeah. Or Mystic Quest. Um. Uh. Because Apple TV. Yeah. Because. Yeah, she's really good in that. Uh. uh one Rob McElhenney is one of the co-creators and charlie day is one of the co-creators yeah it's a funny uh, show i've seen bits i've then, seen a couple episodes it's pretty yeah, entertaining yeah i think you'd enjoy it apple tv uh, just does good stuff man shout out to ted lasso um believe and i agree because uh, ashley birch does a great job but the character is just hard to really engage with and just really i don't know you you you, you, you like that she's determined Aloy, but at the same time, in the Forbidden West, you just kind of like, you're just like, wow, wow, I can't believe you just did that. Like, wow, okay, like you're just kind of a bitch. Like, yeah. and I, I don't mean that in a derogatory, like because she's female, but just, just making decisions that just kind of boggle your brain and just like, wow, like you have no chill, girl. Mm-hmm. Like no chill. Yeah. Christopher Judge, though, so, uh, just based on what I've seen for Kratos and what I've, you know, from the first game and in so far like a quarter into the second game i'd agree with you on that one i think christopher judge is definitely taking the cake and he's doing a lot of good things with that character for taking a guy as we've discussed what do you do with a guy who's perpetually angry you give him a reason to not be angry or can't get angry and judge does that perfectly where you can always tell anger is just simmering right below the surface and yet he's tempering it for the better of his son to 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 make him better than he is and i just love that i love that almost every line is just almost boy. to the grit of his teeth boy and i love the there was the game awards a couple years ago when they actually brought up christopher judge and sonny Soljic to uh, announce the winner did you see that video uh i did not no oh it's hysterical he they they get up there and they're standing up there and Christopher Judge is a behemoth of a man. Like there's He's no, like six like, three or something. Yeah. Like a freaking linebacker, dude. He is a monster. And then you got Sonny Soljic, who at the time was like maybe 10, 11, 12 years old, yeah. just as like, you know, still kind of not getting through his growth spurt. And the kid goes or no no, Christopher Judge goes. And the winner of the award goes to And he stops and he looks down at Sonny. And Sonny's just standing there awkwardly looking at him. And you hear everybody kind of like waiting for it, waiting for it. And he goes, read it, boy. <laughs> Great. Sonny pulls out the envelope and reads the, 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 the Fan service. Oh, it's fan service to the, to the, to the nines, but it's perfect. It's just yeah. pitch perfect for the moment. He's just like, because it's just like, they look at each other just so awkwardly for a moment. And then he goes, and you, and you, and you, and you like kind of see Christopher Judge just resign to it. Fine. read it boy <laughs> so he's like anyway. fine <laughs> and i can i just say for where i'm at in ragnarok i am really enjoying their dynamic of like there's no longer that element of boy he's you know calling him atreus and 
Like there's a lot less of that. It's a lot more like mutual respect, but at the same time, butting heads. Oh, and but it's 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 gonna the get dynamic is shifting, and it's getting even more yeah. divided. Like so. you just wait and see. Oh, I'm sure. Let's see. Uh, best ongoing game. Here we go, Graham. This would be a good one to talk about. Best ongoing. <laughs> best game. live service. <laughs> best stealer of my money. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, or Final Fantasy Fourteen. Final Fantasy Fourteen. Yeah. Final Fantasy Fourteen. Endwalker was a really good expansion from what I understand stand i have yet to play it but i'm tempted it's like it's on sale right now on playstation 2 it's the only live service game (laughs) that is actually good (laughs) destiny is a really good on that list that's on that list uh destiny is fine destiny just objectively from like a shooting standpoint is a damn good shooter okay bungie knows how to make shooters from that aspect yes Fortnite can go fuck off. Apex yes. Legends, at least that game is free. Apex Legends is free to play initially. And so is Fortnite. Yeah, but Fortnite can fuck off. Yes. Genshin Impact is just a Japanese businessman's wet dream. Yep. In a in a video game form, and I'm sorry, I refuse to even touch it. That's fair. Both both the wet dream and the game. That's fair. So I have not played it. I have friends who really like it. Um, it looks like Breath of the Wild with that's why they like it anime girls in short skirts. That's why they like it. Yeah, I'm just I'm not here for it. Uh, let's see. So what see. are you here for? The alcohol, fucking a. Wow. Get your get your head out of your ass. Okay, here you go, Graham. Here's a similar question: best community support. Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, or No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. If community support, like they listened to their fans and said, "Oh, this was bad. We'll fix that." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see what else we got on here. We got best action game, Bayonetta, Call of Duty, Neon White, Sifu, and the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Somehow earned that list. Hmm. Well, none uh, of those games excite me, so... No. And, I mean, I'd ask you about best role-playing, but it's Elden Ring, Live, uh, Live, Live uh, Pokemon, Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, or Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I I really want to try Live Alive. Live Alive looks so interesting to me. Is that how it's pronounced? Okay. I think that's what what it's supposed to be called. I'm not It's better than Live Alive, so... Uh, Yeah, it's better than Live Alive, um, or Live Alive. Um, But Live Alive is... um, you know, an anthological story that ends up, like, coinciding in the end. <clears throat> it's kind of like mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler before Octopath Traveler, uh, but they only had one chapter per person. It was just a really long chapter. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we'll talk about Octopath in a second. Uh, uh, but I I think, based on what I've heard about Live Alive, that it probably deserves uh, any award that it's nominated for because they really did something special with the remake of that. Uh, just like um, using that style that Octopath Traveler had, that that kind of uh, uh, three... High-def 2D. High-def 2D, kind of three-dimensional 2D graphics. <laughs> yeah, they look dope. Yeah, really cool. I really like that in Octopath Traveler. Um, uh, I need to play that. As I've said before, my only problem with Octopath Traveler 1 was the fact that the uh, 
stories did not coincide as or the characters did not coincide as much as they would and the new game apparently all the characters stories are going to like inter, uh, interlock much more like yeah octopath Traveler two they just announced that exactly yeah. and i'm now i'm wondering if that's general. a direct sequel or if it's just like another new one world, game in the same vein it's, it's like final fantasy new world new okay. continents new everything because like i want to play octopath traveler but that does not excite me the fact that it's all not inter- interconnected. I would honestly wait so. for the second one. I, if if yeah, it's a, if it's I'm Final thinking. Fantasy style where every world is gonna every game's gonna be a new world and new everything, then I would say like wait. Yeah, save my money for that. So okay, okay, okay. Best mobile game. Who gives a shit about mobile games? Well, I'm hold sorry. on. Is it is is Fantasia on the list? No. Or Fantasian. No. Okay, then you have Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal. Genshin huh. Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. I don't give a shit about any of those. Um, uh, yeah, there was uh, a I game. Marvel Snap is pretty cool. There but... was a game that came out, I think, last year. It, I thought it was this year, but maybe I guess it was last year. Uh, called Fantasian, F A N T A S I A N, Fantasian, and it was made by the same. Uh, uh, it was the creator of of uh, Final Fantasy. And he also, with it was the same studio, his studio that he worked on uh, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey with. They have started doing mobile games, so uh, I, I guess that was last year. Um, but Fantasian, if it was this year, should have won. <laughs> Here's a, I mean, we're just jumping everywhere. I'm just looking through, like, what would make good conversation topics, because... I haven't played half these games, and I know you haven't played half these games, so we're just like kind of keeping it moving. So, apologize to any listener who actually gives a shit about the Game of the Year awards and <laughs> wants to like actually this go is, through this them all. Is dr- if you actually care about this, you shouldn't be listening to drunk thoughts and high opinions. This is where we come to just like get high and talk and about drink. and talk get high, drink and talk about what's happening. Whatever the fuck we feel like. Exactly. <laughs> Hoorah! So we're going, we're jumping down. Uh, this one I'm hoping is going to generate some conversation. Most anticipated game. Elden Ring. Are you ready for this? What? Elden Ring. We've already got Elden Ring. Anticipated is in a game that has not yet dropped. A game, not DLC, a game. Oh, I thought like. <laughs> the game that was so anticipated ahead of time and then it still paid off never mind never oh mind. yeah no these are games that have not yet dropped okay fair enough so these are games that we're looking forward to tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom is one of them you are not wrong there sir fire emblem engage ah uh, fuck that no how f- fucking dare the world uh we have legend of zelda tears of the kingdom sure starfield sure Resident Evil 4 Remake. Sure. Hogwarts Legacy. Of course. And Final Fantasy 16. Oh, Splurge, yes. Okay, I was just about to ask. What's your <laughs> most anticipated, Graham? And you just answer that in a uh, quick hot minute. Well, okay. That's pretty much the on mixed, par for you and your splurging. I, quick hot minute. I have uh, mixed emotions on this new game, uh, as we've talked about, but I'll, I'll just go with bare bones here. Like, It seems like they're making a big departure from the previous uh, world. Uh, or sorry, the previous like entries into the series, like and it, it, they've been departing further and further, and I didn't like the departure that they made in fifteen, and them going to an almost single player like style game with this with sixteen, is making me less and less excited. But I am open minded about it, 
and I'm waiting to see what they do. Uh, there was a controversy recently with the producer um, of the game when people asked, well, it's a fantasy game and there are no people of color in the game. Why is that? And they said, well, we're trying to do a representation of, of medieval Europe and of, you know that just meant you know all white people. And, and, and people lost their fucking minds in Lord and, of the Rings, and there was a black elf. Yeah, I know. And it, and but but the thing Who gives here, a shit? It, it was like, well, no, what the the fuck? Uh, there were there were people of color in Europe in ancient in ancient Europe. There were quite a few people. Of if I color. may get devil's advocate <laughs> on for you for a second, what they were doing in Europe is that really something you want to show in a video game? It's a fantasy game. You just fucking change it. What the? It does not matter. Oh my! I God. agree with you 100. percent I'm just being devil's advocate here. No, but like it, that's the thing is is he his response was just like pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. So obviously going into in into this into the game coming out, it's you know a little controversial, but whatever. I still love Final Fantasy. Uh, I'm a little pissed off at Square Enix and all their NFTs, but I'll, I, I'm, I, Square Enix to me, I've talked about it, I think I've said this before, is my uh, 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 Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you hate that you love them and you love that you hate them? Yeah, exactly. You know, like like mm. people people don't want to like Chick-fil-A and they're like, no, I can't, I can't, they, they, they Fuck are, you, I love Chick-fil-A. I know, I no, but, but, pe- but people, but people, like, still want to love it despite the, uh, the controversies, and, and so that's a, that's a, uh, a moral battle that, that a lot of people are fighting, and, and, and so for me, it's the thing of Square Enix is my Chick-fil-A, I was like, I fucking hate everything about them, they are always making shitty decisions and getting, making controversial, uh, uh, uh decisions, and I still love everything that they put out, or most of the things that they put out, especially when it's Final Fantasy uh, related. So, we'll see. Now, you mentioned earlier you were a little upset about the like the fact that it's more of a single player kind of driven, like fifteen. But what did you think of Strangers of Paradise? See, that's that's a spinoff, and I I when it's not a mainline game, I'm okay with it. When they're like we're we're doing something different. So why for this does it spin-off. have to be? Because the mainline games are they they were always meant to be kind of uh, uh, they they were d- different stories but they had the same kind of feel to them. Look at Dragon Quest. Look at the Dragon Quest games. They are anthological. They always take place in different worlds, different characters, different themes, or well, same themes. But it's the but they always had the same kind of uh, like gameplay. And Final Fantasy had that up until the tenth game, and then they uh, and then the. Uh, creator decided to step away and they were like hey let's start going crazy um and instead of just upgrading like the graphics and 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 making things more rhythmic they were like let's just do away with this and re redo the uh, like reinvent the wheel and then they proceeded to reinvent the wheel for the next uh, uh 22 years now in the defense you really think a turn-based strategy game would like so think 15 you got your four main party members if that would have been a straight-up turn-based game like uh let's say eight well <clears throat> would that have worked in today's day and age so they they already had an inkling of what they could have done with kingdom hearts like kingdom hearts evolved into final fantasy 7 remake that gameplay style 
it was being evolved into what we now what we now are seeing in Final Fantasy VII remake, and I think that Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy the franchise, if it had uh, like slowly taken the the turn based mechanic and incorporated what they were doing with Kingdom Hearts, it eventually would have become Final Fantasy. That was what VII. twelve was. Not really. Yeah, it was. Not really though. <laughs> I mean, it didn't have like active t- like where you were like hacking and slashing in real time but it was exactly like it was still the just kind of still, waiting it was mmo based yeah exactly um, it was it was taking up the the chips from final mm. fantasy 11 i just wonder if it, that would have worked too like if they had just suddenly went from like all right here's final fantasy 12 and it's like kingdom like, hearts i don't love 13 but weirdly but, 13 is a good evolution of the combat towards what so, they wanted all right but then go but let's go back to your original point What's your beef with like what or not your beef? Your what's your concern with sixteen if it's gonna be more single player driven, in the sense of like where you only control one character like Kingdom Hearts? So where's your beef at? Well, I, I, that's my thing with Kingdom Hearts is I don't want to just control the one character. I want to be able to switch between the characters like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I think that Final Fantasy VII Remake is some one of the best uh, games mechanically ever, and mm-hmm. uh, I am heartbroken that final fantasy 16 is not going to be more like it (laughs) like i was hoping that they had found their thing that like final fantasy 7 remake was like okay this is what works this is the thing that works with uh the final fantasy style and now that they didn't know that at the time that was a thing too it was a gamble because 16 had been in development just as long as 7 remake was that's fair but i mean they look similar enough that it could like change over i don't know i'm hoping 17 could be it 17 could be but i mean that's we're talking about 15 years away 2030 yeah yeah (laughs) that's catch us on that that episode of drunk dots on high opinion episode 502 Start eight. <laughs> Start eight. All right. Uh, so you put sixteen. Pretty excited for that. It looks. I do like that. It's a. It looks like it's more of a callback to the OG world and aesthetic of like a Final Fantasy game, while still maintaining like the seriousness. Sure. Because like I like fourteen, but it feels really childish at times. Yeah. It feels very kitty oriented and like kitty gloves. Very like OG Final Fantasy worlds. Uh, like yeah. one one through eight or one through ten, yeah. you know. Well, I love ten. Holy shit, did I love ten? Yeah, I laughed so hard. You don't Sidebar: like kiddie, the kitty world part of it. Final Fantasy Ten was such a kitty world. <laughs> it wasn't. That was a super depressing world. It was depressing, but it also had so, so many kitty aspects to it. Like what? The characters. The All ca- the characters. They're a little immature, I grant you, but I'm All talking of like. Them. The, the villain, the aesthetic. yeah. Seymour was even just a Oron. <laughs> Oron was amazing. Fuck you. He was he is top he, five he was, Final Fantasy characters. He is such a like, uh, 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 cool character to a kid. Like that's the that's the that's what they were catering to was like because Titus is supposed to love him. Titus is a kid and he's supposed to like idolize this guy. So they wanted somebody who would really really be cool. 
to a kid. And then when you're playing, and he's still cool. I'm not saying he's not cool. I was going to say, like, where, where are you going with this? Because he's still a badass. I'm not saying he's he's still a badass. It's just that when you look, when you play him as an adult, you're like, oh, he's, he's like 5% less cool than he was still cool he's just like not that so yeah, it's still he's cool not, than you'll ever be graham he's not, he's not the 150 percent cool that i thought he was shit as a child he's cooler than you in his appearance in kingdom hearts 2 sure yeah you heard me sure warren's a badass fuck you for saying so <laughs> i love warren what I said that he goes from 150 percent badass to 145 percent badass. We still need Gaetan to uh, cosplay as uh, Oren. Yeah, because he'd be fucking amazing as oh that. Yes, but Gaetan Osman, who one would of our I... classmates for three months in film school. If 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 we were all to go as a group, who would I be and who would you be? <sighs> you could be Kamari. I was gonna like. I feel like you could be Kamari because you're bigger. Maybe. I could be Seymour. Nah. Or Jacked. Yeah, you could be Jacked. I ain't Titus. I ain't gonna be that egotistical. And Reed, I think, would make a good Waka. Reed <laughs> would make a good Waka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Tell me if he didn't, like, put his hair up and, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh... I don't know if we're be... gonna keep this in the podcast, but, <laughs> um... but I remember because I wanted to. Re- I wanted like one of the first um, when we when we first com- considered shopper shots when we were still planning those out. Like my first idea was to do the re- uh, try to recreate the opening to Final Fantasy X because it's just a voiceover from Titus. Oh right, right. You know, re- listen to my story. I may not get another chance to tell it. That whole bullshit. And so I was like, who could I get? And I remember like hanging out with Gaetan, and I'm like. You'd be, be an amazing fucking Orin. He's like, thanks, man. I don't, you know, I'm all embarrassed. Because he's now. also a nerd and likes Final and Fantasy. And was like, yeah. oh yeah, he was all about it. Like he's <laughs> yeah. like, dude, he was like, uh, he was super like humble and appreciative. It's like, it was like Henry Cavill being asked to uh, be uh, Geralt before uh, before the writers laughed at the show behind yeah. his back. Let's not go down that road. Um, it's a callback. Callback. 16 though I'm excited for 16 I think it's uh it's gonna be a fun meshing of a lot of the the because I still I'm still in the camp that 12 13 and 15 were games that were experimenting with different play styles and they're honing in on what works so it might not be exactly what seven accomplished but I think we only got to seven because of the experiments that 12 13 and 15 did. And I think 16 is going to be inspired in the same way where it's just going to be, it's going to be just as different than like 15 to seven, but it's going to be the same vein. So I feel like it's going to strike a good chord. It just, it might not feel the same way as seven, but it's going to be satisfying. Yeah. At least I hope. I also really liked 15 a lot more than you did, but that's a whole other thing. I mean, Uh, I, I don't, I'm not totally opposed to the mechanics i just would prefer if they would allow me to switch to the different characters when i want to and and i hate the story (laughs) did you ever play the dlc um i did play the dlc because i'm pretty sure once you do the dlc it did not really help it just was more annoying (laughs) but that allows you to switch the characters though but only uh but but but, but, but no only but, 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 
you're only playing as the characters in the uh, in their DLC. You don't no, see- I think it. I think if you have the Royal Edition of Final Fantasy 15, it allows you to switch characters. Oh well, I did battle. That. Yeah, because the DLC teaches you how to play as those characters, and then you can go and switch well, them around in I battle. I didn't know that, so. Yeah, well, fuck you. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. Lawyered. All right, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. How excited are we for this game? Mildly. Mildly. I'm not that amped for uh, or hyped for Harry Potter projects anymore because of like the last two Fantastic Beasts movies. And just, you know, I I don't even, like, I'm not even t- completely mad at J.K. Rowling about her comments. My biggest thing is just all of her, uh, like, the way she has rewritten the books through Twitter. <laughs> like, she was already on thin ice with me, and then she went and made those comments. That was, like, the cherry on top was like, all right, you're, you're done. Sorry. Uh, so I, I'm just kind of over it. If it's a good game, I'm excited. But if it's just a t- cash in, it's EA making it. EA is never good. I'm mm. I'm never excited about an EA game. Fair enough. In the Everybody last agrees. fifteen years, in the last fifteen yeah. years, I'm never excited about an EA game. So I reread the books uh, recently, and I did so on Apple. Yeah. Or not Apple. I'm sorry, Amazon. I had a uh, like the the Amazon whatever it's called. You know, their Kindle thing where it allowed me to read books for free. Sure. It was like a month. Well, it was not free. It's a it's a paid thing. Apple, uh, Amazon Unlimited. That's what it's called. But I had a free month. And so I read all the books in like a month to, 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 because I hadn't read them in a while. And I'm like 65%, 65% confident that that publication version of the books is different than the original publication. Like there are subtle changes in lines that have been rewritten. Like you were just talking about how she's rewritten the books via Twitter. Right. I think the books have been rewritten. I think there's been some subtle changes because I, I, I was a big Potterhead growing yeah. up, and I reread the first three books like a dozen and a half copies? times. Not on me; they're in storage, but my friend has them, and I honestly considered grabbing one and comparing it word for word. Yeah. If that wouldn't have been a shit ton of work. But, like, I reread Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Seekers, and Prison of Azkaban. It was probably two dozen times before Goblet of Fire came out. So I was intimately you, familiar you with those books. You knew those books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I slept with them. I'm not kidding. And I remember reading them, and I'm like, that line sounds funny. Like... You know, because at that point of that, you know, like I'm reading the book, but it's like almost muscle memory. Like, uh, yep, yeah. I know. So it's like, you know, Sorcerer's Stone. Like, yep, yeah, now he's going to duel with Malfoy. And then he's going to figure out where the three-headed dog is, where Fluffy is. And and then it's going to be, you know, the, 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 it's going to be Quidditch. And then it's going to be Christmas. And then they're going to get into the Forbidden Forest after um, the Norwegian Ridgeback. And they're going to, like, you know, I, I could almost like, I, I there was a point in my life where I could recite the first like three chapters by memory, almost word for word. Yeah. And so I remember reading and I'm like, that line, like that that's phrased weird, or like that's different. Like that stands out to me. And I remember asking my buddy, like, hey, do you have original copies? Cause I might need to borrow them and check it out. So I don't know. 
I'm just kind of agreeing with you that in a sense that I think some of the stuff has been rewritten yeah. based on Rowling. But, but she also did a lot this of game, rewriting. She has Twitter nothing to do with this years. game. You know that, right? No, I know that she has nothing to do with the game. I, I, I am just over the franchise. It's like okay. all the franchises who have, that have been exhausted, like Star Wars, MCU is weighing on me again. Like you know, I always get M, uh, uh, Marvel fatigue every like you know twelve months or so. Um, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, all these franchises are just weighing. <laughs> it's like there, there's just, so just... many of them. Like, take a breather, please. <laughs> For God's okay. sakes! All right, well, let's. Uh, I'm excited for I, like I wasn't initially because I I was in the same camp as you. Honestly, if when they announced Hogwarts Legacy, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I don't need more of it. But like after rereading the books and even watching the movies again, and even Secrets of Dumbledore, which is admittedly a bad movie, horrible movie, horrible movie. We're not gonna go down that road. <laughs> but Grim- I, I remember when I watched was a crime against humanity. <laughs> the crimes against humanity, yeah, yeah, that's what it should have been called. Uh, the the, but after you know, just kind of getting back into it, getting my that mindset going, I was like, you know what, this this Hogwarts Legacy, this kind of looks like it could be a really fun game, like totally removed from the continuity of all the books and all the other movies because it's set in the late eighteen hundreds, so it's like before everything, which I, I hate retcons. Yeah, retconning is like one of my biggest pet peeves of all time, but. This, I don't feel like, is going to retcon shit. I think it's just going to add mm-hmm. more lore and just explore the world and just have some fun. The, my biggest beef now, like, after watching some previews, I'm just like, this looks like it could be a really fun game, but there's no Quidditch, and that pisses me off. Yes. Because I still think a good Quidditch game would be well. Just like I think Blitzball from Final Fantasy X would make a good solo game if you've done well. Oh, if they if they put made a good Quidditch VR game, I would play the shit out of that. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. And um, then the last one on that list, let's talk about, because I, uh, ooh, no, on that list, and then I want to talk about one more thing before we uh, sign off for the night. The one hand? more category. But uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. Let's talk about The Legend of Zelda. How, uh, how excited are we for Breath of the Wild 2? For all your listeners, Graham's wearing pasties and he's just throwing them around the camera. Yes, <clears throat> I am butt fucking naked. Um, no, I. This is why I drink, folks. I am very excited. Obviously, I love Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah. I have no, really, no words. I just want to put, get my hands on it. <laughs> like I will be put, playing it immediately um, as it comes out. Hashtag phrasing for one. Uh, uh, two. Give me some is, predictions. What? Wait, hold on. When is what? What is the date that it is coming out? It is uh, May twelfth. Oh, the only reason perfect. I know that is because it's right after. My, it's the day after my birthday. Then it'll be. Oh, my so birthday you, gift you get you. I got Thor Ragnarok. You get uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I win. Um, <laughs> I think I win, but that's that's neither here nor there. Well, Ragnarok um, was an old one. That was a while ago. Ragnarok. It's yeah. just a few days ago. You said Thor Ragnarok. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, God of War Ragnarok. I, I said, okay, yeah. I, sorry, I I said I got Ragnarok. I think I just said Ragnarok. I got Ragnarok uh, on I, Wednesday. I always assume you and Taika Waititi are, you know, butt-fucking, so fair enough. I mean, 
I'm not gay, but if he if he was like, you know, Graham, I'm I'm into you. I think that we should uh, grab a drink sometime. Then I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely go for it. I'm into you. I'd like to be into you. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. If he, if if he, if he did that, because I think Taika Waititi is a wonderful man. But uh, all right, all no, right. I just no. want it all here on the record. Graham would get butt fucked by Korg. Yes. I'm, oh, absolutely. <laughs> that rock hard man gets Graham rock hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Drunk thoughts and high opinions. That's breaking news. Please continue, sir. Uh, no, you got, got. I got God of War Ragnarok for my birthday. You get Tears of the Kingdom for yours. Sold. I think that's. I think that's fitting. That is. What are your predictions on this one? Give me like a couple of quick predictions on what you think Tears of the Kingdom is going to accomplish. Um, I think that there is going to be uh, like twice as many uh, options. You're going to have the same slew of uh, of. Uh, items in your slate um you know bombs uh magnetism telekinesis the works freezing i think freezing you're gonna have i think twice as many um all right, all right, all right, all right. uh three to f- like there's five in the original i think there's gonna be at least three to five more um three sounds right right um i think that Weapon degradation is going to stay, but it's going to change. I hope so. I'm replaying Breath of the Wild right now, and I'm like, fuck me. It doesn't become a problem when you're late game, but it's a problem early game, and that's what I that's what bothers me. Yeah. Even the Master Sword had weapon degradation, which I was yep. like, that's... At least it doesn't break for good, and I'm okay with that. But it's like 30 yeah. minutes of game time before you can use it again. Like, Yeah. And then know, the Hylian Shield, too. I'm like, the game for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I've noticed, and I'm quite sure the internet's noticed this, too, that the Bre- Tears of the Kingdom seems to be really influenced, focused on this teal coloring. Have you noticed that in the trailers? There's a certain color of like what Ganon, like, cause so the original announcement trailer for Tears of the Kingdom, or at the time was Breath of the Wild 2, is uh, Zelda and Link exploring a cave, and they come upon what looks like a Calamity Ganon. Holy shit, you look high as balls. That just hit me. Clearly, you just got high as shit. I'm all, I'm intrigued. I'm gonna have to pound another beer to get on your level. Uh, oh. And so, but this 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 like figure in this 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 uh, hand, uh this cave lights up, and something I've noticed, and I again I know the internet's all over this, it's the same color as the monks in the shrines in Breath of the Wild One. Interesting. Yeah. So, I almost wonder if like, is there going to be like corrupt shrines or? One thing I'm hoping for, because I'm a sucker, like as much as I love Breath of the Wild and its world and and how they kept it open world in this, you know, and, and you could just go and do whatever the fuck you want. I love the temples of OG Zelda games. I I like. I totally agree. <clears throat> I'm sorry. in your boat. Please don't get my boat. No, on this on this affair, I'm in your boat. 
Oh, phrasing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I, I miss the temples. I miss, a, you know, I, 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 I thought the shrines are fun because they, they harken back to what you were saying earlier in this episode in the sense of, like, I can log in on my Switch on, like, a bus or a plane, knock out a couple of shrines, and turn the game off and not, yeah. you know, not worried about it. But I loved, like, the Forest Temple of Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Death Mountain and Twilight Princess. Just, like, you go in and you know, like, this is going to be a mind challenge. And you're going to be, like, every room is going to kind of mess with you a little bit. Yeah. And co- overcoming that. And you have a mini boss and a main boss. So, and, and Breath of the Wild to the extent with the, uh, the Guardian Beasts. I, and I just got through uh, uh, the... I, I'm not going to say the first one because you can do it in any order, but I got to Van Rudo, so the water one. Yeah. Which was a lot easier the second time around. I remember the first time I was like, fuck this asshole. Like, this took forever. But the second time I was like, oh, this is super easy. Yeah. Um, I liked it, but they're just not, they're still just, it's still just not quite the same that I really appreciated. So I'm hoping that Tears of the Kingdom brings back a few more traditional temples. Mm-hmm. And I, with that agree. come the items that come with them, like a hook shot. There is a reason that it might not happen. Mm-hmm. Here is why. So, tell me why. Nintendo is a Japanese ain't, company, and it caters to nine. It caters mostly to its Japanese audience, and then caters. A little bit to its other uh to the other audience in other countries american and european <clears throat> mostly and so look at games like persona 5 or just persona games in general shin Megami tensei look at games like the new fire emblem three houses that came out a few years ago games where you have a lot of busy work between the actual gameplay these are games that are designed for people living in, like, Tokyo who have sometimes three-hour commutes. They are... This is The Switch was designed for people who have long commutes and want to play games. And so they... Uh, Nintendo makes lots of games with that kind of mentality. Pokemon kind of follows that mentality of, like, I can just endlessly catch Pokemon. I gotta fi- fill up this Pokedex, you know, and I'm just gonna keep doing that oh. for hours. And so, <clears throat> like, that's the mentality that goes into these games. And I think that with the invention of the Switch, game Nintendo games especially started to move towards that direction. Uh, especially yeah. in-house Nintendo games, not just games released on the Nintendo platform. And so I think that there's a argument to be made that Nintendo will not, at least on the Switch, go back to the format that they were at. There could be some small, like some, or some, like a few number of temples, like you're saying. Yeah, I think if I they kept the shrine thing going, that's fine. The shrines will keep going. But instead of Divine Beasts, which were just kind of like one giant puzzle. Give us, like, four or five temples. Yeah, yeah. You know, replace... So, you know, replace the Divine Beast with, like, legitimate Zelda temples where you get items. Yeah. 
or something. And I, I know, I know it's kind of tricky because the, the, you know, the, what made Breath of the Wild great was it was open world, mm-hmm. and you can't do that. You can't lock the world behind items like traditional, uh, more traditional Zelda games because more traditional games like Ocarina of Time were a lot more linear. You had to have the hook shot to get to the Forest Temple, and yeah. then you had to have, you know. Um, uh, X, Y, and Z. I, I, you know, I'm too drunk to remember the the order of operations and Ocarina of Time, and I'm really ashamed to say that because I used to be an expert on that game. But like, you had to have the item from the previous temple to move on to the next one. The bow helped you get to the fire temple, and then the Megaton hammer the... helped you get to the weapon, uh, the water temple. In and... Ocarina of Time, you had to have the hook shot from the graveyard to get to the forest temple, which would give you. I mentioned the that. Bow, yeah, you had to go raise yeah. Dampy, which was interesting. That was such a weird segment yeah. of the game where it was like hey go race this dead dude <laughs> to yeah. get the fucking hook shot I, and the thing is i i never thought about it i just knew that that was like the progression as a kid because i had seen my brother play it so many times i had played it so many times i just knew that that was where you were supposed to go mm-hmm. and so i never really thought about it it's just like second nature to me that when you're an adult the first thing you do is you go you get a pona and you get the hook shot and I no, never you don't, re- no, not even a pony. You just go straight to Kakariko. Yeah, well, go get the. I mean, you could shot, go get a pony, I guess. You go to Kakariko and then you get a uh, 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 pony afterwards. But like, that's the point. Is like I didn't even think about it, and then I was replaying it when they put it on uh, uh, N sixty four online on the Switch, and I got at that part. And I was like, wow, I, this is just second nature to me. But this makes no fucking sense <laughs> that I would just go to this graveyard and race this fucking dude. Yeah, you have to pick the right grave, the one with the flowers in front yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's several with flowers in front of them because there's several holes. It's the one you walk in, immediately go to the left, and it's up in the top, the front yeah, left. Yeah, that's because very vague. <laughs> one of the one of the first thing you know, one of the first like before I before you know callback before I read Harry Potter as a book series when I was a kid, I read strategy guides, and I that's loved true. reading the Operative Time strategy Me guide too. for whatever reason. Me too. Anyway, moving on. I just hope they bring back some temples. No, we got one more section I want to get to. So this is going to be an hour and a half episode. Damn. Um, But I hope they bring some temples back. I'm interested to see what uh, the new new Sheikah Slate uh, uh, abilities are because they've, you know, they've. uh, It looks like one of them is going to reverse motion, so you can pause. Yeah, I think there's going to I think there's going to be three more, like you said. Um, Yeah, it'll reverse time for a small. One that will allow you to go through objects from below, and that will be critical um, for traveling between the islands in the sky. Yeah. Um, so, and but I don't know what the other one will be. Yeah. So I I'm excited. I think there's gonna be some fun stuff there. All right. The last one I want to get into before we uh, sign off for the night, because the rest of it is all esports and. Fuck that. I just I don't think you and I can really speak to that very well, uh, but I'm hoping we can speak a little bit to this, uh, just for shits and giggles for a couple minutes. Best adaptation. So this is a video game IP that was turned into uh, some sort of co- uh, cartoon and or movie series, and I want to get your opinions on these. Okay. First one, Arcane, League of Legends. Loved. I loved Arcane. I okay. hate I hate League of Legends. Loved Arcane. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Haven't seen it. I love the game. Cyberpunk is definitely a game I'm going to go back to when I have the time because I'm really enjoying 2077 on my PS5. When it PS5. goes under twenty dollars. <laughs> I got mine for ten. So totally agree with you there that it's it's worth twenty bucks. 
it's yeah for all the all the hassle that they put us through all the years of bullshit cd project red stumbled at the 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 starting line but they are gunning through that finish line it is a really good game now it just took four more years apparently people are loving it on steam deck maybe at christmas when i go and pick up my steam deck from getting repaired there you go i will think about getting it on steam Deck. and likely it'll go on sale on steam a lot more than it'll go on ps5 but i got it on ps4 ps5 for ten dollars so no complaints there on that amount the cuphead show haven't seen it uh, i have thoughts and opinions on that but i'll get to them eventually you don't like it it we'll is spongebob <laughs> it is a it is spongebob squarepants in the most basic form of just stupidity okay like i watched the first three episodes and it's just over the top really whiny voice like i'm cuphead i'm gonna do this and you're just like shut the fuck up dude yeah. and like and like you know it doesn't follow the game very well it's just like i don't know i didn't i, I can't speak to it entirely because i didn't watch the whole season but like they turned they turned fuck, a it's... game that is so difficult that kids cannot play it into a kid's show yeah what the fuck <laughs> and, the, and this again his voice is just so yeah. screechy and annoying i had a hard time with it sonic the hedgehog 2 the film i haven't seen it but i heard it was better than the first one and i love god the first one. you are failing me sir i know i need to see it maybe i'll do that tonight. you have homework i'll do that you tonight. need to go rent this because we loved the first one you and i saw that together high as balls yeah well that's the thing is i wanted it. to see it i wanted to see it for so long but reed didn't want to watch it because he didn't care about watching a sonic movie and i was like but you got to see the first one if you want to see the second one <laughs> Yeah, not really. Uh, but I wanted to rewatch the first one to see the second one. But I'll, I'll, whatever, I'll just... You can just jump in straight into the second one. It's all right. I think you remember everything you need to remember. But good. it's... it's Oh, it definitely builds on the first one. Uh, you know how Ben does a ben great Schwartz. job as Sonic. You know how James is still there. <laughs> yeah, Ben Schwartz is just fucking amazing. I'd explain pills, baby, to Hannah this past weekend. And that was amazing. Uh, oh, man. Or... The worst, the, the the worst in the world. The um, worst, the worst in the world. John Ralphio, hi, how are you? <laughs> like, shit. Sonic Two opens on VFS campus and then proceeds to take down a bunch of dudes. And if you pause it at the right moment, you can see Granville Street. Great, great. It's pretty cool. I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. And then Jim Carrey comes back and is just again way over the top is it just his last film or something like that supposedly we'll yeah. see but uh idris elba as knuckles just works even though you don't think it should but it does who was tails again no name oh, okay yeah uh the dude we met at the theater playing uh agent stone is uh awesome so definitely rent that fine it's i'll so go enjoyable. i'll watch it tonight that's what i'll do i think you'd enjoy it and then the last one on the adaptations list uncharted i did not see it i heard it was just another cash in it was an action movie with a basic script basic director basic producers basic everything it looked like it they put it looked good it looked it looked good and that's the minimum. I've seen it twice now, so just FYI. 
what did you think of it i mean you've seen it twice so it is definitely a cash grab it does not it's hard because obviously you're trying to cram a lot of character narrative of like nathan drake because you know when you play an uncharted game you're with nathan the whole time and he has like quips and background exposition and little things here and there you're trying to cram a 10 hour story into an hour and a half and they also do it as a prequel which let me back up have you ever played an uncharted game oh yeah the first two okay i wasn't sure it's hard to say because First, I, I'd be I'd be interested to hear, and I have to look up my buddy's review of it because he hasn't. But it's it's hard to say because if you if you've played the Uncharted games, then you're really used to Nolan North. You're really and you're familiar with the backstory. You're you know you catch all the Easter eggs. You you catch all the little like, you know the movie opens up and you learn about Nate and his brother Sam, and you know. But if you've played the the fourth game, you kind of already know that backstory. So it's like, it sort of follows the same idea, but at the same time it doesn't. And that's kind of where it trips up. It's like, who is this for? Is this for fans of the game? Or is it people who are looking for just like a, a newer generation Indiana Jones and or National Treasure? It's It really just, it keeps teetering that line and you're unsure of where yeah. it's supposed to be landing. It definitely feels like it's in the same vein of films. Like I said, National Treasure, Indiana Jones. And it could be good. It just, it has a hard time sticking that landing at most times. The thing I have the biggest beef with is uh, the end of Act 2, beginning of Act 3. There is a power shift in the villains that makes no sense. Like, it's, it's there for shock value only. Yeah. And, or just a... A, a, what a twist and it just is like wait what why what oh what mm-hmm. you know it does that kind of moment but it, it it serves no purpose to the actual narrative plot it just was there for who what there what huh basic you know writers, that kind of moment basic characters. yeah very basic story <laughs> but like now that being said if you've enjoyed tom holland in the spider-man movies as peter parker yes. he's playing a much more competent version of peter parker where he's never really in control of the situation, but he's going with the flow and improvising, and it works in his benefit. Well, okay, then I'll give it a shot at some point, but I do I not don't know about that I'll love it. Yeah, it's it's one of those, like, I enjoyed it, but it's is, is it the best movie of all time? No, but is it fun? Is it a fun ride? Him and Mark Mulberg do have a little bit of quips back and forth. The girl who plays Chloe is entertaining. So you you know you have some of that the, like the shtick and and you know they, they give each other shit which is yeah. pretty fun. Um, it starts a lot better like it has a strong start point. It just it doesn't finish great. I'll watch it, but it leaves but... itself open where it leads into the first game. So I'm kind yeah. of like optimistic that they could take it further. I think the worst part of it was Mark Wahlberg's casting makes as no Sully. Sense. <laughs> well, again, it's one of those hashtag not my Sully. Yeah, it's just like, if you know Sully, if you know Sully the character, you're like, I mean, he's got some wit to him, but it's not the Sully's wit that you're just kind of used to. 
you know like it's not to say Mark, Mark Wahlberg is bad it's just to say there were better options I Mark think. Wahlberg is a cash in uh, uh, option because if you were really to find good a good actor for the role y- this is how you know an actor is good for the role you need to have the same reaction that every single person in the world has had to the actor playing Odin in uh, uh, Ragnarok, in, in God of War Ragnarok. That actor is so perfectly cast. If you've read the mythology, he is literally like this Pedelson, like, uh, as they as they would describe it in, like, stereotypes, like a Pedelson Jew. That's the way he's described. So they got a character actor who is famous for playing like uh, stereotypical. What mythology are you reading? Like that's 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 Odin's character is that like the way he talks and the way he interacts with character with people. He's a lot lot. Le- uh, 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 you oh sorry, I'm not gonna uh, spoil anything, but he's such good yeah. casting, such good casting, and it's I it's like one of those things like you never expect that to be the person you want for the role and then once you see it you're like how could i ever think it should be anybody else um so that's right. who they you, sh- you gotta choose your words carefully because anthony hopkins was, he was uh, fantastic he was fine he was not Fuck you, he was that's amazing. not the real odin that's not the in the first two movies not, he's good that's mcu odin that's not mythologies odin that's not the real odin what mythologies the- are you reading the Neil Gaiman's and the all original. Like, I've read Neil Gaiman's and I was not picturing this dude in Ragnarok. Well, then you were not picking up on what Odin is. <laughs> Odin is a shyster. Says you. Odin is a shyster. And that's that's his whole persona. Mm. He's tricky. Agree tricks, to disagree. He tricks everybody, and that's how he plays his thing. He like he. He thinks uh, like so Loki, Loki and... is a trickster, but but he learns it from Odin. Mm. We'll see. Maybe there's more to the the guy. I've only had the first you know interaction with Odin, the the, the one at uh, Kratos' house. So oh yeah, that's your. Let's, just let's see more about it. But anyway, point being, back to my fucking point. After you really interrupted me. Sorry, rabbit holes, rabbit holes, rabbit holes. Squirrel. Uh. I, I I don't know. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, Tom Holland is kind of. It felt like they were cashing in on the whole Spider-Man fame for him. But when I thought about it and watched it again on Netflix, and I don't know if it's up there, uh, Uncharted is available on the Canadian Netflix. It is here in America. We'll see. But like, it was, I was like, oh, they're going for that much younger Nathan Drake to 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 give him breath because in the games he he is young, but it's you know the kind of the same character and character model throughout the four games with subtle changes. But it's like, oh, if we give him time to like grow up and grow into these stories, it sort of works. So I, I appreciate him a lot more the second time around. And Wahlberg, it just is not bad. It's just the guy who, you know, the the character actor who did Sully in the games is so much better. Yeah. And you're just used to that. So it's like if you don't know the games, he's not bad. It's just different. yeah. They needed to find an actor who you just immediately are like, yes, it can't be anybody yeah. else. And Mark Wahlberg's not the man. Sorry. But even still, like, you know, He's there's a short close. film. For those who are interested, there is a short film you can find on YouTube uh, of Uncharted starring Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. Oh, and man. Then the, he, uh, wanted, he wanted to be Nathan Drake for so long. And so he should have been. He should have been. He would have been perfect for the role. He's just outgrown it for years now. Like, he's just a little too old. And but then they got, I think fat. it was the dude from... Uh, avatar the the guy who plays the villain in avatar the original 
you know, 2009 movie, um, The General, yeah. is the guy who plays Sully. And he does a really good job, too, in this yeah. short film. So look it up on YouTube. Just go and YouTube this Uncharted short film, and it's fantastic. It's really well done. Will do. So, uh, but, so Graham, you have homework. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Uncharted. You got to watch those two. All right. Uh, we'll we'll do we'll talk about it next time or will we will we now but for now this episode is going to be dropping on friday so those who are listening friday the 25th all three of you uh yesterday was the american version of thanksgiving yes what are you thankful for graham uh that is a difficult question i've not had a great year so uh I'm grateful it looks for, like you have I'm grateful for my family they've you know been very supportive through uh, uh, mental health struggles and um, the likes I have moved to a new place I'm thankful for having the resources to be able to do that uh, safely and bags. Uh, yeah I'm I'm thankful to be alive. What about you, Corey? What are you thankful for? Beer. Yeah. I'm thankful for weed. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> add that. Nah, I've had a interesting year, but uh, I am extremely thankful for, like you said, family. Very supportive family as well, which is always nice. Uh, I started a great job in January that's had some roadblocks and some rocky road, but at the end of the day, it's still a good paying, creative, and fun job that's uh, teaching me a lot. Um, extremely thankful for my girlfriend, Hannah, who kind of came into my life like a hurricane. and In a good way. In a very good way. A, an amazing like, hurricane. Yeah, those things that just, just destroy your life but in a good way they, they, <laughs> they break it down so they can be rebuilt better sure yeah and not to say she's broken anything down if in case she listens to this i doubt it but in case she's but in case she does it's more so just it's like she you know there, there's that I, i've said it before it's like it's very much a cliche of like she makes me want to be a better person fuck you <laughs> yeah you hear that but like at the yeah, same I time know, like I, I said that so I, I hung out with some friends the other day and i said that and one guy said you know that's actually really nice because most people say she makes me a better person as a past tense yeah but the fact that you said it as a is an ongoing thing that you're you're consciously active working towards it yeah that she makes you want to be a better person. She's yeah. actively active in your life doing that on an everyday basis. That is paramount. Like that that's, that's the kicker. That's thinking positively, man. It was. It was a really good take on what I said cuz that's what I you know this this guy's known her like five times as long as I've known her. And uh and he's like the fact that you said it as like a present tense and you know and and how you phrased it I think speaks the world. So yeah, like she just constantly makes me want to be better and do better and just and like help her out and help the world out and just look at the world in a more positive light is is fantastic. So 
Um, by the time this episode drops, I'll be spending time with her, spending the first official holiday with her. Because even though we've been hanging out and talking since June, we've never actually spent an official holiday together. So, But this will be our first Thanksgiving, and I'm really excited. Because she's just such a wonderful person, a wonderful human being. So I'm very thankful for her in my life. Yeah, that's very nice. So among my other friends, I, you know, thankful for you, Graham, for sitting down with me at least on a roughly weekly basis to doing stupid shit like this. Because, of course, I think we have a lot of fun doing this it type helped, of shenanigans. It helps me keep my sanity. <laughs> or whatever left of it there is. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> You know, it helps me lose my sobriety. That's about all I can say there. But I I don't know. This this, it it encourages me to order DoorDash because I smoked so much weed. So lazy. If that's a positive to you, then uh, far be it for me to judge your life habits. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't necessarily a good or a bad thing. It was just kind of a, a thing. It is a thing that happens. <laughs> I just miss some fucking brick and cheese. I wish I could order some oh, brick and cheese God. right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. You have bad experiences, but I brick love and cheese, that Brick and cheese is is uh, uh, hereditary for me. It's the greatest uh, thing I'll never have again. Um, yeah. That's all I'll say. So. <laughs> and hopefully, with any luck, uh, thankful for any listeners out there who... Do decide to tune in on this uh, weekly bullshit, all three of you, including Grandma and myself. So. <laughs> we got to get those numbers up, man. <laughs> Some rookie numbers. Let's do it. We got we to live. No, no, no. Just turn it on and then like leave the room and the, the numbers will like add up. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, I don't think that's how it quite works, my friend. But, but can't it though? <laughs> I wish, but it's wow, not. These same two people keep listening to this podcast over and over again. These are rookie numbers. You gotta get those numbers up. You gotta double them. <laughs> All right. So. Well, on that note. On that note, who are you, Graham? My name is Graham Sernewski, also known as High Opinions. You can find me at mad-musings.com also at outrageous underscore creation on instagram uh i'm a writer so my 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 website is mostly short stories and shorter stories but you can also find some photography again that's is it live it is live uh uh, at least holy shit hold on hold on hold on hold on on. at least partially defined partially is it not up? Uh, I'm going to look it up and call you out on this bullshit. I thought you were looking at it. I, I was like, well, partially. I was, oh, I was looking at you. Mad Dash Musings, coming soon. Ugh, then I, I guess it didn't work. All right, well, it'll be up soon. It'll be up. It's up. It's up because we're recording this ahead of time. You spelled so coming up. wrong. No, it's not. Depends on who you're asking. So anyway, that's where you can find my short stories, my shorter stories, my photography, and other things. Corey, where can we find you, my good sir? See, I actually have a website that's live. It just has a long-ass URL. Yeah. So, for all those who have a piece of paper and a pencil ready... Do not fucking I, list this off. I, I swear to God, I'm, or I will leave. 
I mean, fine, I'll finish the show without you. I usually finish without you anyway. Uh, you can find me amazing. at C-D-R-O-K-E-S dot Wixite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash Corey Rokes. That is my website that is currently live, unlike Graham and his uh, false advertising. Splurge for the fucking easy web- website name, man. It's $100 a year. Get Get bent. Splurge. splurge. I splurge every day. It's not your business. Splurge for it. Don't worry about my splurging. <laughs> this is what happens when I got beer in me. Uh, other than that, hit me up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter while it lasts. Because who the fuck knows what's happening with Twitter fuck, right now? Fuck Twitter. Who gives a fuck? Everybody leave yeah. Twitter. Everybody leave Twitter. And, and while we're That's at fair. it, while we're at it, Everybody collectively just let's ignore Donald Trump. I would love it if we just all collectively ignored him. How, how insane would he go if we just all ignored him, including his children? I know it's never going to happen, but just what if everybody in the world just collectively ignored him? He would actually fucking blow up. It'd be about the same way I treat you. Eh. Just ignore. So. You're no, not very he's, good at he's it. off his. <laughs> yeah, right. He's off his goddamn rocker. But we're not gonna get political on this show. Not after Aww. that. <laughs> let's let's keep drunk thoughts and high opinions fun and non-political. So hit me up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter while it lasts. Uh, at Roxy Boy R O K E S Y B O Y. Until then, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Some, uh, some gobble till you wobble. It's, it's over. We said, we said happy Thanksgiving. You don't need to. You don't need to continue. We're we're done. We're over. This is concluded. Why are you going? Okay. Why are you continuing? Happy like Thanksgiving, everybody. I like End to give a little the show. extra one too. A little extra one We already one had two. the. Yeah. We already had the flourish. It's happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Cheers. Jesus Christ.